Hello and welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People. This is the podcast where I meet everybody from voice actors to nuclear engineers to talk about their work, their projects and their processes. And listeners who pay attention, which is no one, uh, <laughs> might remember that I finished off the last season with Martin Wiskin, who is a voice actor and believes in the power of networking. And today's episode is the personification, the bringing it all together of that. So my guest today is the wonderful Jim Wolfe, who is a, and I, I hope he doesn't mind me telling everyone his age. He's a 66-year-old business owner, uh, electronic musician and content creator. And he says that being alive makes him tick and it's a precious gift and it's our responsibility to make the most of it. Uh, Jim, the warmest, warmest, warmest welcome to the show. How are we doing? Hello, Tom. I'm doing fine. Yeah, did you like that bit I put in there? That was all a little bit, uh, I don't know, meaningful, wasn't it, really? I, I love the meaningful stuff. It's just it's just, it's just, just so much fun because you, you just jump into it yeah. and then pull it out there and help people find what they are looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's kick off with your main project. Um, tell me all about Five Notes Media and tell me all about the music you make for that. Wicked. Okay. So Five Notes Media, let's call it a side hustle at the moment because I think that's what it is. Uh, it, it came as a result of a, a sort of a, a, a joining together of me of, um, and a very close friend of mine, Mark, Mark who uh, is a very good graphic guy, good with websites and stuff like that. He's done a lot of, he's been doing stuff for my businesses for many years. Uh, and I went on to LinkedIn about two years ago, I was quite late to the party with social media. Uh, and it struck me that there seems to be this revolution in content creation. And, and it struck me that more and more businesses, particularly, well, all size businesses, uh, it was social media is starting to become such a powerful medium for business promotion, engagement, all of that stuff. And of course, content is, is a central point of that. And I'd, I've been making music for God, 25, well, longer than I want to admit, really. Uh, and I've been doing a bit of visual stuff as well. And I just thought it would be really, really cool at my age in life, maybe, to, to launch a business that actually had my passion at its heart, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that is, you know, driven by numbers and balance sheets and all that stuff. So there you go. That was Five Notes Media, and that's what kicked it off, really. So what? made you follow that passion instead of taking kind of the safe option instead of going for uh, just the safe normal kind of nine to five that everyone else does well okay so it's pretty straight off the bat it's easy for me because I actually have a successful business so I don't have to I don't have to actually make any money out of five notes media if I don't want to yeah yeah now that doesn't mean that I don't want to because I like to approach everything I do with a with a certain amount of seriousness you know I, I like to achieve I like to you know make things happen but my biggest change I guess was I mean my, my background was corporate you know I went up the ladder in sales and stuff like that and then when I got to my uh, my sort of mid 40s or whatever maybe a bit earlier than that I was almost like a square pig in a round hole I no longer fit fitted the corporate ethos you know too mm. probably too outspoken too free thinking I always felt that 
I wanted things done my way. Now I'm not saying my way is the best way. It really isn't, but it was, it was the way I was and it was what made me tick. That led me to, uh, starting my first business which was an internet company which unfortunately didn't work that then led into email mum which is the business i currently run with my wife wendy which has been very successful uh and and really that was the start of i guess my my self-empowerment and liberation so when i when i got to an email mum a successful company but it's a company that it runs itself. I have a very, very strong team around me. And my personal involvement in email mum isn't isn't that great. Now, I, I guess, and the pandemic triggered this for me. I, I started to think, oh, you know what, I've got I've got one last push in me here. I've got one last thing. What, what can I do? But I wanted it to be something that I was going to really enjoy and something I could bring my creativity to because business, a lot of business, I'm not saying you don't have to be creative in business. Of course you do. But a lot of business is about once you've got a successful business model, it's as much about executing that, keeping it on track, you know, not diverting too much from it and keeping it simple. And for me as a, someone with a real creative passion, that same sometimes became very constraining. Yeah, so it just felt natural to me to go into, you know, go into a medium, i.e. content creation, where I could just, I guess, throw caution to the wind and just have a bit of fun. I think that's really important as well to kind of enjoy what you're doing and enjoy those passions that you you have. I've seen lots of stories of people who are incredibly passionate but burn out after one year or two years. It seems like you've got something really sustainable here. Yeah, yeah. And and also, I mean, you know, I know this is a cliche, but, you know, life isn't a dress rehearsal, is it? Yeah. You know, we get one chance at it. And, you know, look, I, you know, my family are a lot older now. I mean, when I was, when I was a young guy, I mean, I always wanted to be in a band even from when I was a kid. But when I was a youngster with a mortgage and the kids and the, the career, you know, it was about, it was about knuckling down, really, you mm. know. And, and I think sometimes, particularly in the early years, you know, you, you, you sort of make sacrifices, you know, you, you, you follow your head as opposed to your heart. Yeah. And, but I think, I think one of the tricks of life is, is always look, try and do something a bit different, come out of your comfort zone, uh, be brave, don't, you know, don't fall into things like imposter syndrome and just have a go at it. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I've got to say, Tom, you know, it's, it's energized me, you know, I mean, I've gone back to, I mean, I've always been driven, but I think it's fair to say, leading into pandemic, in in terms of actual working life commitment, I mean, I was probably doing about ten hours a week because my business runs so well. Now I'm back in and I'm right in it. You know, I'm back up to my you know twelve hour a day, seven days a week because I'm 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 a driven man. Yeah. Fortunately, I've got a wife who understands that. You know, but it's it's just it's lit the spark underneath me. Which, which I think is a really good thing, a really good thing for me. Yeah, that's um, I, I, I love hearing about that. And before I jump into music as well, um, I can definitely relate to that imposter syndrome because I've got outside of this, I've got my own tutoring business too. And I'm, I'm still at the stage where I'm doing those 12 hour days, those 13, 14 hour days, because you do get sucked into it, don't you? You do, yeah, you you do. do deep dive. So, um, as a question from uh, a young me to a more experienced yourself, 
That, that almost sounded like it was going to be an insult. <laughs> I feel like Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> a question from myself that I'm really interested in is how do you get a business to reach that point where it is running itself and we don't have to do those 12-hour days anymore? Right. The, the key to me, the key to me has always been, uh, I mean, look, I have a business that employs staff and I think, I think that's the key to it. I think the key is, is, is only, you can only really free your own time up if you, A, grow your business to the point where you can employ, afford to employ staff and B, you employ staff. Now, Email Mum is a very successful business, and the reason for that is at the heart of it is an ethos, and one of the key key drivers is empowerment and personal responsibility. So as anyone that joins Email Mum as a business, we encourage them to take on board personal responsibility. We don't manage in the traditional sense of the word. We coach. We allow our staff to just get on and do their job, and we've flipped it on its head. You know, we don't see us as the the bosses that are at the top of it we see it as the the facilitators at the bottom that are supporting our staff and ensuring that they have every tool in place to do their job well and they feel good and they feel confident and they feel valued and if you do that and bring that off correctly what you then find you get a real benefit and the benefit is things just start working and they start working without you and and when when you when you've reached that position then 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 your role in the business changes. I mean, my, my role in the business at the moment, purely, so, I mean, I, I watch the numbers. That's about it. Yeah, making sure that the balance sheet stays intact and then just making sure that, you know, that our ethos and, and Wendy's the same, our ethos stays in place, which is, you know, just treat everyone with respect and, and just be good people. You know, Google have got that saying, haven't they? Uh, was it do no evil? Now I question actually how much they lived that. If I'm honest, they've dropped uh, it. But they've, what they've I will say is, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, and look, it's easy. For, it's not. It's easy for me. It's not easy for them. They've got shareholders. They've got this. They've got outside forces. But I think at the heart of that, do no evil was something really powerful. Because I think if you come from a lead as a leader with a leadership position if you understand at the end of the day your role actually is to serve and i think that's something that a few of our politicians could start to really yeah. buy into sorry i don't want to get too political but, you know, <laughs> that won't, don't worry we want david to politics i feel strongly but... about this stuff you know yeah so yeah, yeah. No, so so my you know my my advice to anybody you know okay look you've got to get the numbers right first you've got to understand your business and you've got to you've got to win market share but then at some point if you really want to get to the position where you have time for yourself, you have to bring people into your business. You have to understand how to empower, develop, and ultimately trust those people to get on and help you run your business, which then becomes their business because we're all stakeholders, aren't we? Yeah. And it sounds like when you put it like that, it sounds really, really simple. And yet I see in the corporate world and I see this in my other halves, job as well we still have the old thought process of boss at top you do what boss says and and you know what it's i'm, I'm so glad you said that tom because guess what actually it is the, the issue is and the issue i found in corporate the, the problem with corporate there there's there's so much going on under the surface isn't there you know there are people climbing the ladder there are people worried at their job you have the performance review you know mm. the pips all of that stuff you know now 
you know, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was managing in, in a, in a corporate environment, you know, and I'd, I'd get this, oh, you've got to do performance reviews with your style. You've got to do this. Honestly, mate, I think it's a load of rubbish. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say that to anyone in corporate listening, but I really do. There yeah. is nothing that beats from a leadership perspective, honest conversation, yeah. And, and and also that comes from the leader as well. You know, that, too many leaders put themselves first and they put their career first and they put the, the shareholders first and they put the balance sheets first. A, a modern, and I believe this will change, I believe in the future, the modern successful company will not just be about stakeholders, shareholders, managers. It will be about everybody that has a stake in that company, including the employees. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. And then I think that's that, that, and that cor- corporate, oh, corporates, corporates, corporate, corporates, yeah. corporate. Yeah. I'm just going to put this episode together and send it to my, uh, my other half's boss. Oh, <laughs> see if we can change anything. Um, I know we could both, as, as business owners, we could, we could just talk all day, but I also know we're kind of on the clock today, which, uh, which does suck because I reckon I could talk for you, talk to you for like eight hours. You have to have me on again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, we totally can if you want to. Yeah. Uh, I love talking. Totally do a part two. I can't shut up. Sorry. So <laughs> that's why I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to know about your music now and something because I'm tone deaf, I can't put together a tune. How on earth does somebody do that? How do you make music? Right. Okay. So first straight away, right. I'm not a musician in the true sense of the word. Yeah. I know music theory, but I can't replay an instrument. Yeah. So my, the, the thing that empowered me to make music was the good old silicon chip and a computer because without without the, the electronic music-making tools I've got, I would never have made music. Uh, I've always – I think I've always had an ear because my parents, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, they, they, they would sing to each other all the time. I mean, their, their harmonies, their be- beautiful. My mum and dad's voices were fantastic. I didn't realise that at the time. And I, and I think that put it into me, in the early, uh, into me at an early age. And, and you know, from an early age, I was always attracted to stuff that was a bit left field. Uh, I mean, when I was an eight-year-old, ki- eight-year-old kid, my favourite record was Beatles' I'm the Warriors because it was just weird. And, uh, and, 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 you know, so I've always had that passion in me. And the, the, weird, the weird thing was... I, I was really late getting into into actually making music. I'd, I'd attempted to 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 learn an instrument. I failed, uh, but I tried, and it was really weird because this actually goes in line with 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 my working life in a lot of respects. I got to a point in my uh, corporate life where I was really really disillusioned. Now, me being me, I'm a bit of a Walter Mitty character, so one day I came up with this idea oh, why don't I become a pop star? I mean, it's completely illogical, but it's me all over. Now, this coincided with me going to my first sort of rave, as it was, yeah? And I'd always loved electronic music, Kraftwerk, Tangerine Dream, Noi, those sort of bands. And I went to this show, and all of a sudden, there was this dance music being made, and it was like nothing I'd ever heard. And I instantly fell in love with it. And, And it was like, well, how did they do that? So then I discovered the the, the, the good old computer, a MIDI, and that was it. And off I went, and that was, what, 25 years ago. Yeah. So when you've got, like, your project open and you're working on a piece, 
are you a kind of person that can just put something down or do you wait for that inspiration to strike? Good, good question. So do you know what? I think with me, it's, it's a real mix. It's really hard for me to understand exactly what I do. I mean, sometimes I'll just play around with sounds, you know, I'll, I mean, I, I have lots of like, so, lots of different bits of software and so I've got presets and I even use some AI auto music generating tools and I use them to, to generate ideas. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll just go in and I'll just start messing about. And then what te- the, the thing that seems to happen in my head, and I don't know how it happens, is something just sparks something, and then off I go. And then I'll, you know, and then before I know it, I've, I've got something down. Uh, I mean, the, the, the styles that I use, I mean, my, my, my personal love in terms of music making is probably down-tempo, ambient, and experimental stuff. And that's, that's really what I started putting out there at first. But... A lot of the stuff I'm doing at the moment, particularly on social media, I make music for content creators. Now, that can't be too weird because they want stuff that maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 second bursts. I do stuff for audio logos. You know, it can't be it can't be odd. It's got to have some, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll tend to come more into, I wouldn't say mainstream, but maybe it is, you know. But so, so as it's really strange as as my as my journey in so in social media and and also Five Nights Media has has played out. So I've started to work more towards various styles. You know, okay, I need to make a piece that's maybe a classical style or something that's maybe a a, a dancey or a poppy style. Yeah, and that's that's really quite good for me because whereas before i was very free form it's right whatever comes out of my head is what comes out of my head and then i would craft and shape that i'd start off with a load of sound whatever it was and then just craft it take bits away stuff like that whereas now you know i, I i'll sit down and say right i want to make a, a, a 20 second clip of audio for an audio logo and it's a lot more disciplined i'm a lot more disciplined which is yeah yeah, because I didn't realise you could make, like, I always thought it was just one big three-minute song or, like, if you're feeling really, really extravagant, three and a half minutes. Um, I didn't realise you could specifically make these tiny pieces for, like, specific bits of content that we consume. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, a lot of this is down to the computer and digital audio and what it's done. I mean, if you go back in the day when you had your traditional recording, you know, studios, then the only way you could sort of, I mean, you'd have to tape splice and stuff like that. Whereas now, I mean, I could, I, I can, and I've done this many a time, I will create a three or four minute track. But then what I'll do, I'll take snippets of that track out and I'll cut it down. And I may yeah. think to myself, oh, that could work really good in a small animated video, yeah? And I'll take a bit out and I'll just put it in, yeah? Uh, and and I mean, something, something that I did six months ago because I wanted to do something for the LinkedIn community, I put together a, a free download site. I put about 300 short-form audio clips on there, all free to download, all under Creative Commons copyright. So you couldn't get, you could just use them. You could just use them. No, no, yeah. no restrictions. Now a lot of that came from my my library of stuff where I just went into it and right, I'll take that little snippet, that little snippet. And it's a bit like, have you ever done those collages? You know when you do those collages and you you, you take little bits of I don't know pictures and you. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Yeah. It sort of sounds kind of similar to like how I promote my episodes because I will take little snippets of the interview that I've done, the episode that I've done, put some words over the top, 
and send it out into the ether to kind of hope for the best. So in many ways, we're kind of doing, there's more similarities in our processes than there are differences, even though we're in two different mediums. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I mean, one of the, I mean, one of the wonderful things about, you know, making music in this day and age, I mean, making music is, is, I mean, it's, it's changed, it changed beyond all recognition to how it was. But one of the lovely things about it is the tools that we have, you know, and, and, and what you can do with the tools and, and, and they're just getting more and more powerful. They are yeah. just getting more and more powerful, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, long long may it continue. I mean, where where it will, you know, where it, where I'll end up with it, I don't know. I mean, well, I sort of do. I mean, I'm, I'm funny enough. You mentioned Martin earlier. I'm working on a project with Martin at the moment, and we're I'm doing some dark side trying because, as you know, he's a brilliant voiceover artist, yeah. and he's done these really brilliant voices. I'm I'm building a set around that. The idea being, I'm going to go and do TikTok lives with it, which will mean that I'll actually be performing again first time. For last time I performed was in some dodgy club, uh, some dodgy techno club. That was about 25 years ago. So now I'll be performing again, only it'll be via streaming. So that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, um, I'd love to deep dive into that with you. And when you get round to making that project, let me know, because I'd love to chat to the both of you about that. But I also am aware that we are somewhat against the clock because time well, is the eternal <laughs> enemy of us all. Oh, bless you, man. Um, so before we go to our questionnaire that we end every episode with, where can people find you online? Okay, so I my website is uh, Five Notes Media, www.fivenotesmedia. It's still under construction. We, we, we're playing around with it. But you can find the free music on there. You'll have to dive around for it. That's there, free to download. I'm on TikTok under Scared Cat Music. Scared Cat Music is my record label. So you can find me at Scared Cat Music. I, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I haven't got a clue what me LinkedIn. But if you just search for Jim Wolf, you'll find me. And that's about it, really. I don't really do – I'm not really a Twitter guy. I don't like Twitter. And, and I don't really do Facebook or any other. So it's really LinkedIn, TikTok, my website. That's, oh, and my SoundCloud. If you want to listen to some dark down-tempo – you could go on the SoundCloud and under there, I'm under the name Fisher Green. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R, Fisher Green. Uh, that's one of my aliases. I've got quite a few aliases that I make music under. A quick story, Fisher Green. Why is it Fisher Green? That's where I live when I was a kid. And when yeah. Portishead came out, they called their band Portishead because they all came from Bristol. So I thought, I want to do the same thing. So I called my, myself Fisher Green. Oh, cool. Seems a hip thing to do. Yeah, and I'd say avoid Twitter because Twitter is becoming a bit of a cesspit. Oh, I never, uh, never right. liked it. With, with Elon's takeover. I never liked um, it. Yeah, but I'll put all of the links in the show notes oh, below. Oh, bless you, man. And um, let us round off with our questionnaire. Uh, these come from the Prost questionnaire, which were then adapted by Bernard Pivot and later by James Lipton. And now I present my uh, Scared Cat adaptation to you. You're, you're probably going to end up just, just being like, right, I've got to copyright that now. <laughs> I'll be hearing from your lawyers. Um, what is your favourite word? Green. What is your least favourite word? No. Did that green come from your stage name that you put your SoundCloud stuff on? It's, it's my favourite colour and it's the only oh, thing I okay. could think of when you put me on the spot. <laughs> I was just shooting for something really deep there, and I thought, "Oh, this this will be a, this will be a nice path to go." No, down. sorry. 
All right, question three. What engages you? Right, two things. One thing is rejection. If I'm told I can't do something, I double down and work twice as hard to do it. And the second, I think, is just just, just creating, just passionate creation. Yeah. 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 What disengages you? Oh, negativity and 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 um, Pete, don't know. It's that attitude, that attitude and negativity that 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 you hit sometimes. You know, yeah, flat on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. Oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't yeah. do that. You know, being critical. You know, I don't. I, I hate I hate people that are just critical and and, and yeah. nothing else. You know, yeah. there's other things you can offer to this world other than criticism. Mm-hmm. What sound of noise do you love? What sound of noise do I love? Yeah, oh, I love I love the TB three hundred three, the acid machine. When you crank the resonance right up and you throw it through a really good delay and distortion, that's the sound. What what is that TB three hundred three? Yeah, it? it's it's the Roland machine, and it when it, Acid House is the machine that was at the heart of Acid House. Those squelchy sound. I've got a really really good clone. You can't get old. We well, can get old, but you have to pay thousands and thousands for them. Uh, yeah. I've got a clone which is really good, which I use for the live stuff. Yeah, and then they're great, and you use those with a nine oh nine for the kick, and off you go. J- nice. Just those two pieces of kit, you could you can make pretty decent music if you know what you're doing. Nice. Um, what sound or noise do you hate? What sound or noise do I hate? Yeah, Spandau Ballet. True. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, I know. A lot of people do. I hate it. Sorry. <laughs> it's just like, do you know what? Every time I hear it, I just think it's like a stockbroker trying to be a pop star. You know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> eh? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Spandau fans. <laughs> Kill my audience. <laughs> um, what is this? Is everyone's uh, favorite question. What is your favorite curse word? Bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Only because my missus says it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Is it when she's angry with you and yeah. it's like you've done something else? It's, uh, it's, and, it, and also, it's, it's it's inoffensive and it's a bit funny, really, anyway. Yeah. Bollocks. You know, you can do all sorts of things with it, can't you? What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, filmmaker. Yeah. With director, without a shadow of a doubt. Or oh, or actor. I could quite like to be an actor. What profession would you not like to do? Prime Minister. Or a politician. Full yeah. stop. I, I don't you know, I'm not I'm not a great lover, but I've got to say I do not envy them at all. Final question. If you could say only one statement to any one person. What would that statement be, and who would that person be? Believe in yourself. Anybody that is uh, not pushing themselves because they don't think they can do something, yeah, mm. because they're trapped in a comfort zone that's far too narrow. Yeah. Believe in yeah. yourself. Take some chances. You'll be surprised. Yeah. Um, Jim, thank you so much for that. Um, can you just remind us where can where can we find you online? 
Oh, right. Find you online. Uh, yeah, link, LinkedIn. You can find me on my LinkedIn page. Don't know the, the uh, address. My TikTok account, uh, at Scared Cat Music. Website is www.5notesmedia. Or, or my business site is www.emailmum.com. Uh, that's probably about it. I don't really go anywhere else online at the moment. Yeah, fair dues. And don't forget to also follow this show on our social medias too. We're on TikTok at Meets Interesting People. Instagram, Tom underscore Meets underscore Interesting underscore People. I need to change that because I can't say underscore every time. Uh, Twitter at Tom Meets People, if that site is still up. Uh, at this moment, Elon is doing something over there. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but the best places to get hold of me is on Good Pods, where we are currently in the top 100 indie documentary chart, and we want to climb even higher. And you can also subscribe to our Substack, which is where I'll be posting uh, my reflections on every single episode and highlighting what I've learned and also just talking rubbish, which is what I do anyway. And you'll find that at tommeetsinterestingpeople.substack.com. Jim, thank you so much for your time. I, uh, I I know we're in a bit of a rush, but uh, I would love to do this again with you if you're if you're yeah, cool with that. Yeah, I'm up for it, mate. I'm up for it. I'm just sorry, I, I, I sort of double booked myself without realizing. Uh, no worries, no worries. All right, everybody, have a great day, and I shall see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. <laughs>